Antigua, I love you. Happy Wednesday. Well, I'm so excited to share. Um, I was studying this yesterday, so it's still kind of, you know when you start getting a revelation on a scripture and you're still peeling it back, peeling it back, and so we can peel it back together, but I feel like this is going to be a scripture and a chapter that I just stay camped out in for a season because it's one of those onion ones that I can't possibly in five minutes unpack it all, but I'm going to attempt to. And I also want to just thank y'all for praying for Earl while he's in Australia. I am just really believing that revival breaks out, Um, that literally that he disappears and Jesus takes over. And so um, our time, I think it's around 6.30 our time that he's going to be speaking. So I know y'all already been praying, but let's continue to pray. And let's pray him through because he also speaks, I think, five times or on Sunday and so which will be Saturday for us and that's like a marathon just physically emotionally spiritually and so if we could just be covering him because I just don't want him to feel anything I just want him to feel God's presence so then God just takes over because um, I know that people have ears to hear and I know that what happens in that room is going to help churches all over the world and so let's just like be crazy prayer warriors fast something if you feel led to fast social media for an hour fast a meal do something um just so that we can watch and be a part of a miracle okay love y'all second chronicles 13 um this is about a battle and i know we all are either facing a battle or know someone in a battle or we all deal with battles of some sort either you just came out of one or you're in one or you know someone who's facing one and so in second chronicles 13 it's a, the story of a battle between Israel and Judah. And it's intense, but I learned some things yesterday as I was studying this and studying just our posture in battle and how we should respond. And something that I learned by reading this about these kings as they were battling is our words are so powerful when we're in a battle. What you say is so important. And I'm going to read the posture of one of these kings right here in Second Chronicles 13. And this is what he said. He said, This is when everything was coming against him. He got before the people. He addressed the crowd. And instead of going, God must hate me that these bad things are happening to me. Instead of going, I guess I'm not doing the right thing by being planted in church. Instead of going, I guess faithfulness means nothing. Um, I guess making um, living for God doesn't bear any fruit. Like this is what he said. 2 Chronicles 13 verse 8. Do you really think that you can stand against the kingdom of the Lord that is led by the descendants of David. And so instead of being stuck in a bad thought pattern, instead of being stuck in his own mind with everything that was coming against him, he actually questions what was coming against him. And so that's one of our takeaways is when we're on, on the front lines of battle, when opposition is coming against us, it's so important for us not to question ourselves, but to question the source. Because he said, he, and he had stink. He said, do you really think? Instead of just, I'm just going to lay down, I'm just going to get in the fetal position, I deserve this battle, nobody loves me, nobody's for me, Um, doing the right thing doesn't pay off, he checked it. You're going to check the enemy at the jump. Because this is what he said. He said, do you really think you can stand against the kingdom of the Lord that is led by the descendants of David? So you, when things are coming against you at work, do you really think you can stand against this Shoreline City owner? Do you really think you can stand against this person who's planted in a connect group? Do you really think you can stand
stand against his faithful husband? Do you really think you can stand against this girl who's been single, who's waiting for God to send her that right person? Do you really think this little trial is going to destroy me? Do you really think that's what we have to do when the battle comes? Instead of questioning ourselves, we got to question the attacker. Then he said in verse 10, he said, and this is his name was, I'm going to say his name wrong, so Garland, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> but it was, Ab, how do you say it, Abaja? How do you say his name? Oh, well, Abaja. Okay, Abaja. Okay, then he said to his enemies, this is our posture. And he basically let his enemies know who they were. He said, the priests that you put in place, they're not even really priests. He said, they call themselves priests. They just go through the motions, but they're not even really children of God. And then he said, that is for us, the Lord our God, we have not abandoned him. Then he said, then he talked about his faithfulness and the faithfulness of those people that roll with him. And then he said, so you see, God is with us. He is our leader. His priests blow the trumpets and lead us into battle against you, O people of Israel. Do not, do not fight against the Lord, the God of our ancestors, for you will not succeed. And basically when I was reading that, it made me realize that he knew Battles are inevitable. He knew attacks are just part of it. But what he understood was that there was someone standing in proxy for him. He understood that that there was someone who was going to get picked on and it wasn't him. He understood that this wasn't about him, that God was going to stand up for him, that he was going to give him the victory instead of taking it personally. So basically, you know that phrase that like if someone comes against someone that you love, they're basically coming against you. He recognized that that attack was actually coming against God, and he recognized that God was going to be the one who got him the victory. And so I think perspective in battle is critical. He knew if you fight against me, number one, you're going to lose. Number two, he knew you were fighting against God, and he knew God had the victory. And so as he was talking, as he was basically shutting it down, letting everyone know that he knew who he was, an ambush was happening. So I just want to give comfort to those who are doing the right thing, and attacks are still coming. I want to give comfort to those who are faithful, who are pouring it all out for the cause of Christ, pouring it all out in your families, on your jobs in your church, and life is still hitting you. I just want you to know that it is actually coming against God, and he is ticked off about it, and he's standing firm, and he's saying, I'm in heaven. I'm sending down my angels. They are fighting this battle with you, and so please know that I've got your back. Please know that I'm standing in the front for you. Please know that these attacks are not going to take you down, but they're going to make you stronger. Please know that I'm your defender, that I'm going to take this fight for you. You don't have to do it yourselves in your own strength. Battles and wars and um, tension and frustration and pain and drama, it's normal. It's a part of life. But perspective and our posture is the thing that's going to be the game changer. And something that I learned about him, because as he was talking, as he was saying who he knew he was, who he knew God was, there still was an ambush that happened. Yeah. So as he was talking, attacks, um, he was ambushed because the, actually the person he was fighting against, you're supposed to like talk before battle, but the person came against him while he was talking. It wasn't time to war yet. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever been in a situation where you're like, hey, this just came out of nowhere? Yeah. 
This was not supposed to happen this way. This timing is the worst possible timing ever. That's what happened to him. He was talking to everyone, but the person that was coming against him actually did a sneak attack in an ambush and came against him from all sides. And as I was studying this last night, as I prepared to close, this is what one of the commentaries said. The battle line was at both the front and the rear. So they were coming against him from all sides. But he said, this commentary person said, the point to remember is that our enemies may shut us in from all sides, preventing reinforcements from the north, the south, and the east, and the west. But get this, y'all. But no earthly power can ever shut off God from above us. No earthly power. And so what they did when that attack came, what they did when they were all, it was they were surrounded basically. What they did was they actually shouted. And then the priests blew the trumpets. And when they shouted, and when the priests blew the trumpets, that's when God showed up, and that's when God defeated the enemy. And so I just want to encourage you, if anyone's facing a battle today, or you know anyone who's facing a battle, or you're about to go into a battle, speak to the enemy. Use the word of God. The word of God is our weapon. But then also our posture. And how we stand is so important when we're in a battle. And then lastly, we have to shout. We have to sing. We have to praise. We have to declare. Because it does something in the atmosphere. And heaven invades earth. That's what happened. They were literally like that song. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. They they were under attack. They were being ambushed. But nothing can prevent this right here. And so I just encourage you. Sometimes battles try to take you out. They try to make you doubt everything that you know to be true. So it's so important that you know how to stand. How you know how to speak when a battle is happening, you know how to help other people speak when a battle is happening and you remind them with compassion that God is your defender, that God is on the front lines with you, that the enemy needs to run and flee and just leave in every single direction that he's coming against you and that breakthroughs on the other side. Camp out in 2 Chronicles 13 because he knew that power, he knew that battles were inevitable, but he also had understanding to know that God was his defender. So I want us to lead like champions. That's one of our 12 stones. And I want us to be honest with our situations. We have to cry when it's time to cry. But at the same time, I want us to know what our stance is and our posture. And I want us to realize that it's not personal. Because breakthrough is going to happen. Victory is going to happen. Miracles and people are on the other side of the battles that you're fighting. And people need to know how you got through it so that you can create a clear path for them to follow behind so that they can get through it. We will not be destroyed. We will not shrink back, but we're going to press and grab a hold of everything God has for us. I love you. Antigua, love you guys a ton. Miss you guys a ton. Um, that was so amazing. I was just thinking about that as we were listening to this message um, that um, Fortune 500 companies don't get leadership um, training like that. Like, like this is something really, really, really special that we get to sit here and under this leadership and under this kind of teaching and hear this gold because it's not even just um, man's wisdom. It's actually 
um, spiritual, eternal yeah, yeah, wisdom yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that gets yeah. inside of us and changes how we lead. So yeah. let's have this. Let's have an, a spiritual, a holy yeah. awe yeah. about what God yes. is doing in this yes. church. I was thinking about that actually because I had three different guys, young men, um, come up to me uh, this last Sunday mm-hmm. and and share how the God ha- is absolutely transforming their lives. Wow. They were like, I never knew that I could experience God like this. I never knew that I could like, you know, that, that God could actually speak to me. I never knew that I that I could experience his love in this deep of a way. Three different young guys who've just gone through growth track, who've just gone through wow. like, um, this, God is working and yeah. changing and moving yeah. in our church. Yeah. 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 And what yeah. we're experiencing even just here is over Flow. Yeah. And I just want to remind us as we hear messages like this, and as we see, we're, we're, we get to hear it every single week of yeah. uh, another hundred something people got saved. Another, yeah. you know, no, this many people are showed up at growth track. That's overflow. And, and, and when we have overflow, we need to be reminded that it's not for us. Overflow yeah. isn't yeah. for us. Yeah. Overflow is meant for the ones that we are called to raise up yeah. and to pour into. Yeah. And so let's not get fat and happy and comfortable in yeah. and, and, and our overflow, but to right. realize that when we hear messages like this, it is a call to arms. It's yeah. a call to stand up. It's a call so to, to go into battle. That's grab your sword. Don't let, get back in the lazy boy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs>